This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world, and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum, now come on, quit it! Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis Wrestling Related Podcast. We are the Memphis Content Wrestling Cast. How the hell are you doing? I am your host, as always, Mr. Luke Jennings. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MemphisCast and to hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network. Home of great shows such as Wrestling's Chicken Salad, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, The Monday Night Project, and many, many other great shows. You can follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Also, don't forget to follow our sister network, The North-South Connection, also available on all good podcast suppliers, and they have such great shows as New Gen on a Mission, a Wrestling Warzone, A La Carte with Keithy, Extreme Three-Way Dance, and many, many other great shows that come to you on a near-daily basis. They can be found on Twitter as well as at NoSoPod Network. They can also be found on YouTube. Uh, I can't remember the name, but if you just search North-South Connection on YouTube, you'll be able to find them. They have video versions of their podcasts. And you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast. allows you to watch this episode on Twitter. There's also some other great footage that has been recently been put on there. Stuff from Detroit, stuff from Australia, Florida, Japan, you, you name it. I do my best to put it on there. Um, obviously, there's some things that won't, I can't be allowed to put on um, I put some stuff on there I put some I put an episode of WCW Pro from 1995 on there so I thought okay so I tried an episode of WCW Saturday Night from 1994 <coughs> ain't happening brother um, but anywho yeah youtube.com forward slash at Memphis cast while you're on the internet please visit when it was cool.com for podcasts articles and much more on retro pop culture comics wrestling movies tv toys history and much more and this week we are covering the 14th of may in 1983 last week we covered the 7th of may where we saw lawler versus the colossus blood music videos as well as all the usual awesomeness from the memphis territory before we head down to ringside, let's have a quick gander of what's been happening around the rest of the wrestling world. On the 8th of May 1983, Jack and Jerry Briscoe win a tag team tournament for Jim Crockett Promotions in Savannah, Georgia to earn a shot at the NWA World Tag Team titles. In the tournament, they defeated One Man Gang and Kelly Kaninsky, Great Kabuki and Magic Dragon and Jake Roberts and Dory Funk Jr. On the 9th, here in Memphis, the Mid-South Coliseum, 7,618 winners. 
uh, we may obviously again we may see some of this footage. Um, the Ace of Spades wrestled King Cobra to a draw. Pork Chuck Cash and Dream Machine defeated Carl Fergie and Bobby Fulton. Steve O and Terry Taylor defeated the Galaxians. The Rock and Roll Express defeated the Grapplers via forfeit. Bobby Eaton and the Lone Ranger defeated Stagalia Mad Dog. Jerry Lawler defeated the Colossus of Death. Jackie Fargo and Stan Lane beat the Moondogs in a stretcher match. And Dutch Mantel defeated Bill Dundee in a hair versus title match to win the Southern title. On the 10th of May, Sergeant Slaughter interferes with WWF champion Bob Backlund's Harvard step test during the TV taping in Allentown. Following this TV taping, Eddie Gilbert is seriously injured in a car accident. Also following this show, Jimmy Snooker's girlfriend, Nancy Argentina, is found dead in the hotel room. Over 30 years later, Snooker is charged in her death in the case that he dies before he can go on trial. At the time... The death was ruled an accident. If you've watched uh, Dark Side of the Ring, it was was it, like, was it series three or series two? They covered this. Um, I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of like until recent time. I say recent times, probably when it was um, recent. Uh, I'd never heard of Jimmy Snooker doing this. Um, I was a fan of his work. Um, Nineteen ninety one. Um, you watch it now, and he's the shits I, I covered he came back in 1993 um for a taping on raw i covered it on the monday night project um just before he went to ecw and he's fucking diabolical um but you like you before you learn this incident and you watch his you watch his stuff you think you know fucking hell the guy was over at one point he was over more than backland and then you watch the dark side of the ring and then you realise what happened, and then you realise what uh, a certain uh, promoter from the WWF did. And, uh, yeah, it's just fucking bollocks. And, yeah, he deserves to... Um, yeah, he deserved to be found guilty, but unfortunately, um, you know, he was taken... Uh, taken. You know, he, he died, so it's all fucking just a whole lot of bollocks. Also on the 10th of May, promoter Frank Tunney dies at the age of 70. And here in jolly old England, it's FA Cup final day. There's a wrestling special held in Basildon, UK, in Essex. Uh, the match is taped on the 10th of May, but shown on the 21st of May on ITV. And it is Big Daddy and Kid Chocolate defeating the Masked Marauders in three falls. So there's a note here by uh, the guy who, who wrote this all, Dragon King Carl, on... On just about any other day in pro wrestling history, the story of a young, up-and-coming second-generation wrestler Eddie Gilbert breaking his neck in a car accident would have been the top story. However, on May the 10th, 1983, there was a lot going on of historical importance. Long-time Toronto wrestling promoter King uh, Frank Tunney passed away at the age of 17 in his sleep while on a trip to Hong Kong. But the biggest story of the day was the death of Nancy Argentino. The 23-year-old girlfriend of WF star Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Jimmy Snooker had already, earlier in the year, had a run-in with the law that resulted in his arrest and a significant amount of publicity in the newspapers, as Jimmy Snooker allegedly bit one of the police dogs sent to arrest him following a disturbance with Nancy Argentino. Jimmy Snooker had gone to wrestle with Nancy Argentino with, sorry, while she was left in his room. Snooker returned after wrestling and found Argentino unresponsive and ultimately she was declared deceased. Jimmy Snooker was interviewed by the police at the time with Vince McMahon, uh, Jr., 
supposedly assisting him during his interactions with investigators. Um, if you don't know where Jimmy Shooker was, wasn't the greatest of talking English, and I, I guess he maybe had a limited understanding. There have been long allegations. There have been long. There have long been allegations of ineptitude or disinterest at best, and outright corruption at worst in the Nancy Argentina investigation. In 1983, the investigation largely went unprosecuted, with law enforcement essentially accepting the story that Nancy Argentino slipped and fell down at a rest area along the highway, hit her head and later died. In 2012, almost 30 years later, Jimmy Schnucker released a biography titled Superfly, The Jimmy Schnucker Story, written, written with author John Chapman, where Jimmy Schnucker retails the story. Outraged by this, many people began reviving the story, most prominently journalist slash author Irvin Muchnick, who independently investigated and released a book called Justice Denied, the untold story of Argent- Nancy Argentino's death at Jimmy Snooker's motel room. This time, due to pressures from the newly found spotlight on Nancy Argentino's death, investigators had Jimmy Snooker arrested in 2015 and charged with third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter, to which he pleaded not guilty. Before the story could play out in the courts, however, an aged and sick Jimmy Snooker died at the age of 73 on the January 15, 2017, without ultimate resolution via the court system. So, yes, that's that. That's a dark day here in 1983. On the 13th of May 1983, WF holds a show in Pittsburgh, PA, Civic Arena, 14,000. Witness Mike Scully defeating Barry McCall's Cluna via disqualification. Ray Stevens fought Tony Guerrero to a draw. Rocky Johnson defeated WF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco in a Texas death match. Jimmy Snooker pins Mr. Fuji. Johnny DeFazio defeated Bill Nixon. Sorry, Bill Dixon. Sweet Hansen defeated Barry Hart. WF World Champion Bob Backlund defeated Ivan Koloff. And finally, on this day on the 14th, WF holds another show in the Boston Garden. 10,900 witness Mac Rivera defeating Fred Marziano. Marzin, Marzino. Pete Sanchez defeated Pete Tuckerty. SD Jones defeated Jose Estrada. Tony Guerrero defeated Ray Stevens by disqualification. Mr. Fuji defeats Sweet Hansen. Jimmy Snooker defeats Samula. Chief J. Strongbow defeats Iron Mike Sharp by disqualification. WF champion Bob Backlund defeated Ivan Koloff. Salvatore Belomo defeated Johnny Rods. And WF intercontinental champion Don Morocco defeats Rocky Johnson in a Hawaiian death match. Whatever one of those is. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to the nitty gritty and let's go and see what Dave and Lance have got for us as we cover the 14th of May 1983. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 115. Of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. Championship Wrestling. I'm Dave Brown here at ringside. Lance Russell taking the day off today. He will be back with us next week. We've got action for you today. Opening match of the day. We have the fabulous ones in here in the opening tag team match. 
Also, Bobby Eaton, beautiful Bobby, will be teaming up with Big Duke Myers. Should be a formidable tag team, and they will be going in action here later today. Also, the Rock and Roll Express will be here. That's not all. We've got an expiration of time match that'll be coming up, too. In addition to that, we've got some uh, interesting conversation about some interesting matches which have occurred over recent weeks. And we'll be back with all of it. The fabulous ones will be here in just a moment. You stay with us. So we've, got no, we've got no Lance. We've got no Lance. Lance has got a day off. Um, I'm pretty sure Lance was... He was involved in, like, the whole studio thing so he was he was he wasn't just a wrestling presenter he was a very busy man so and i think the four, i'm pretty sure the 14th of may is his birthday i'm gonna google that shit because i'm pretty sure those of us uh on the twitter we do like to share i do i look to i do like to share a lot of people's other stuff and i'm pretty sure lance's birthday is the 14th of may and it's march the 18th this march 18th was a it might, it might have been his son's i've Jesus, birthday of some sort. Anyway, so we've got tag team action as always. We've got the Fabs and the Rock and Roll Express are going to be here today. Uh, Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers. Since Bobby Eaton's and Sweet Brown Sugar's split, Bobby Eaton hasn't had a um, regular tag team partner. I think that might change soon. Since a picture I saw... Uh, as of recording this, a picture I saw yesterday that I retweeted out, um, but I'm pretty sure that may change. His regular partner may become a little bit more of a lover boy. Mm. Anywho. one's a number one. I don't know what we're going to do for, if we're going to get any promos here because Lance is not here. There, uh, Steve and Stan are in their way. Shaking hands, kissing babies, kissing ladies. Oh, he's happy. Hugging kids and taking their sweet time and get down to the... Uh, we love the fabs. That's a uh, posh little sign there. Leather chaps. I thought they got... Title bolts on as well. Do 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 do. Hey, you point out, punk. You see, some of these kids are now gonna be. See him. He's like ten. If he's ten, he's now like fifty. This is forty years ago. You've been you've been sucking this better. Stand take the coat off. Those are the lovely belts. Yes, we are. Chaps off. Leather uh, chaps, very uh, biker esque. Steve's uh, struggling to get his uh, leather chaps off. He's off. There's Dan, here comes Steve. 
This match one fall, 15-minute time limit. Introducing their opponents at a total weight of 419 pounds. Both of them out of Memphis, uh, Jim Jamison and Pat Hutchinson. And going against them, 443 pounds. Total weight. <laughs> Crowd are giving Jamison and... Um, Steve Kern, Stanley, the fabulous one. This match one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun. Somebody of Craig Carson and Jim Pat Hutchinson they were both here last week I think but different teams we've got Pat Hutchinson and Jim Jameson going up against the fabulous ones Pat Hutchinson starting for his team against Stan Lane Pat Hutchinson wearing blue tights white boots for those of you on the audio Stan and Steve are wearing matching black tights white boots with a little lightning strike in there sleeper hold now by Stan Stan tags in Steve Oh, Steve with a kick to the gut Mr. Hutchinson Steve picks him up with ease and slams him down Steve picks him up oh, throws him head first at the top turnbuckle the loosest of the terms there with the turnbuckle it's just a hook by wrapped in uh, masking tape no padding Steve picks up Pat with ease puts him over the shoulder shoulder breaker shades of Skinner man stands now in Nonchalantly just walks over, picks up Pat Hutchinson, double leg takedown, single leg takedown, goes for a spin and toe hold of sorts. Pat Hutchinson being dragged across the ring, stand now with a um, toe hold of short nose. What's he going for? Oh, Pat Hutchinson is in the ropes. Jay Calhoun should be breaking this, and he does. Jericho who wearing a lovely maroon top with the khaki trousers. There's a dude on the left-hand side of the hard cam who's giving Pat Hutchinson and Jim Jamison some uh, grief. Oh. So, no, go behind arm bar now by Stan. A little bit of wrestling here with Stan. Pat Hutchinson in trouble. Pat Hutchinson is up and he gets in his corner. Tags in Jim Jamison. Black, sing that black boots. Stan's still in there. Picks up Jameson with ease. Oh, backbreaker. Oh, still have hold of him. Holy moly. And again, throws him down, tags in Steve. Stan's shown some uh, strength there. Steve firing up. I don't know why. He's Jim Jameson. And he was on the mat when he came in, but it's what it is. Calling him a type. Jameson with the side headlock. Side headlock. Cinching that some bitch in, but Steve picks him up and drops him back suplex. The cop now chatting to those two boys that are giving uh, Hutchinson and Jameson a bit of a uh, mouthful. Oh, atomic drop there by uh, Stan. One, two, three. Your winners, the fabulous ones. Steve Kern turns, leaves the area. Stan Lane calmly walks out of the ring. Jameson still laying there. The fabulous one. Winning it handily here over Pat Hutchinson and Jameson. Hutchinson now helping Jameson up. Still in the ring. The fabulous one's already gone. They've got the win and they headed back to the dressing room. Time on it was 2 minutes, 52 seconds, 2.52. And the winners of the match, Steve Kern, Stan Lane, the fabulous one. You know, uh, action uh, occurring 
several days ago in which uh, Steve Kern was injured. He was unable to wrestle as Stan Lane's partner. He had been injured by the Moondog, so the original fabulous one himself, Jackie Fargo, stepped into the ring as Stan's partner. So it was uh, Stan and Jackie Fargo against the Moondogs in somewhat of a grudge return match. We have some highlights of it. Let's take a look at those right now. So we're seeing footage from this past Monday, Mitzvah Coliseum, the Moondogs versus Stan Lane and fabulous Jackie Fargo. Jackie Fargo with a trash can, smashing the Moondog over the head. Big uh, aluminium trash can. Oh, cursed him, he? Fargo's possessed, he's just trying to swing at Jackie, uh, the Jerry Calhoun. Jackie Fargo beating the absolute dog shit out of the Moondog. This is a... no. Is the match over? I don't know, what's going on? The bell is rung, but... This is a stretcher match, I believe, so... Jackie Fargo is absolutely mad, he's fired up. Oh, and again, just hit the referee for no apparent reason, really. I don't know when the last time Jackie Fargo would have wrestled at this point. Walls. We'll have a look at that. I don't know if that will be on cage match. But Stan and Jackie Fargo are uh, taking it in turns to wail away on this moon dog. Jackie Jr. No, I don't want Jackie Fargo Jr. I want Jackie Fargo. Jackie Fargo. With the fabulous Jackie Fargo at ringside with him. So, he's just watching it. He's free. I don't know if it'll be on. It is. It's his last wrestled in November. He wrestled twice in November. And then the last wrestle, yeah, so he's been out for a, a few months. Oh, Jackie throws the, uh, the chair into the ring. Oh, Stan smashes the bloody moon dog with the chair. And again. It's a stretcher match. So anything goes. That's why Jackie, uh, Jackie Fargo is hitting the referee, I guess. Lucky Fargo throwing in that trash can. How old is Fargo here at this point? Uh, 1983. Hold on. Lucky Fargo. He was 53 at this point. He looks old as shit. Um, 53. Who's, I don't know who's 53 now. 10 years older than like AJ Styles is now. Nah, who's 53? I can't think, but yeah, he's 53 at this point, but he looks old as shit. Now the ring bill's in the bat in the match, and Stan Lane's well away on the Moondog. Jimmy Hart running away from Jackie Fargo. Oh. You cannot believe the mayhem. Absolute madness here, but you'd expect this each and every week. On a Monday down in the Mid-South Coliseum. Jackie Fargo now with a piece of something, wood, I don't know. Oh, I smashes the Moondog over the head with it. Oh, it's Jerry Calhoun with it. Doesn't He doesn't care. He is a man possessed is the fabulous Jackie Fargo. Oh! Oh! Moondog with uh, Jimmy Hart's cane now. 
Smashing it into Stan Lane. Moondog is wearing a crimson mask here. It's absolutely bloody mess. I know which one this is, obviously, is Rex or Spot. I think it's Larry Latham. Was it Randy? I don't know. Moondogs. Oh! Hard bit of wood over the head again by Jackie Fargo. And again to the other Moondog. Jackie Fargo using it. I think he'd use the he'd use the mortar from the Marex of the mid half Coliseum if he could. Watch out, Jimmy. Jimmy's on the apron. Stan Lane's got Jimmy. Stan Lane has got Jimmy. Oh, Stan Lane decks Jimmy Hart. Oh, Moon Dogs have got that. He's got the big. He's got the big uh, bone. Excuse me. Well in the way on the Moon Dog world. Um, Jackie and the other Moondog are wailing away in the corner. Absolute pandemonium here in the mid-tap Coliseum. Moondog's now double team with Fargo. We've got in mind here. Jimmy Hart. Nope. Oh no. We're skipping forward. Steve Kern's here. Steve Kern is here. He's seen enough of the Moondog's brutalising his, uh, his idle Jackie Fargo. Steve Kern 2 by 4 now, absolutely wailing away on the Moondog. Holy moly, he can't compete in this match because he's injured, but he's here anyway. Oh! Holy moly. Oh! Jimmy Hart trying to do something, but not getting hit. I think Jerry Calhoun's called for the bell. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, Jimmy Hart's given up. Jimmy Hart's given up. Jimmy Hart telling them to stop the match. The fabulous ones win. Jackie Fargo out of it. He's want, he wants more. Well, as you can see, it was a wild night at the Memphis Mid-South Coliseum. After the match, though, Jimmy Hart and his Moondogs had some comments. And here's what they had to say about that action. <laughs> you know, I know all of you people out there are so happy right now, aren't you? I know you're laughing and calling and telling all your friends, look what happened to the moon dogs. Well, let me tell you something, baby. I'll never forget May 1983 for as long as I live. And I'll assure you of this, Kern and Lane and Fargo, I'll never let you forget it either. Look at my moon dogs, man. My moon dogs. The greatest team in the history of professional wrestling today. You know, how can you call yourselves professional wrestlers when it took four of you, four, to jump on two men? It took Fargo, Lane, and Kern, and this two-by-four right here. A two-by-four out from the back. Out of nowhere comes Steve Kern, and he has to use this two-by-four on one of my moon dogs. You know, they say in life, a man's best friend is his dog. Well, this is this man's best friend right here. And he's going to stay by his side 24 hours a day, seven days a week, until we are ready. Because we will never let you forget, and we'll never forget. No matter what it takes, we'll never forget. So you people laugh. You people have a good time, celebrate, party, do whatever you want to do. 
because I promise you this, he who laughs last will laugh the loudest. And I'll assure you, Jimmy Hart and the Moondogs will have the last laugh. For those of you in the audio, uh, Jimmy Hart is uh, like sitting on a big bed. There's one Moondog on his knees on the side of the bed with his head bandaged and a, and a plaster on his face. The other Moondog, who got the absolute shit wailed out of him with a 2x4, is laying on his front, covered in bruises at the back, covered in scratches. He's uh, taking a beating, but Jimmy Hart's promising revenge. Jimmy Hart with the comments about the match with uh, Jackie Fargo and Stan Lane against the Moondogs, and you saw what happened there. Hey, an interesting pairing coming up, the first family and the dynasty. We'll be back with that in a moment. their appearance a couple of the better known managers in uh, professional wrestling Jimmy Hart and Jimmy Cornette get this look at the sign that is ridiculous you know what the people are still laughing Jimmy Cornette like I told you they're still having a good time look at the signs they've got over there you know look, it's ridiculous man but I want them to be happy I want them to have a good time for now for now because you see we have a very serious problem and the fabulous ones. But we're going to get rid of that problem, aren't we, Jimmy? That's exactly right. You know, Jimmy and I sat down. We had a long talk. We thought things out. We looked at our respective organizations, and we found the two men that we thought would make the most awesome team, the two men whose styles would complement each other, the two men who could work perfectly together in that ring like a well-oiled machine. And we found them in the persons of the first family's beautiful Bobby Eaton and the Cornette Dynasty's Duke Myers. And I promise you, they're going to be able to do what no other men have done. They're going to get rid of the fabulous ones once and for all. I can promise you that. Right, Jimmy? You know, a million times I've probably stood out here and I've said I've got the greatest team in the history of professional wrestling. But I'm telling you, this time I know in my heart, and I know Jimmy Cornette does too, that I really do. You know, I am so confident. Are you confident, Jimmy? I'm confident. We are. You know, I believe in beautiful Bobby and Duke Myers and Jimmy Cornette, but most of all in Jimmy Hart. You know what? Let me tell you, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I stood out here, and you remember, Dave Brown, did I not say if the Moondogs didn't take those seven heavyweight championship belts from the fabulous ones that I would crawl in the middle of that ring and take those scissors, take those shears, and shave my head bald? Did I not say that? And I'm a man of my word, but we didn't lose that match. We won. Jimmy, are you confident? We're confident. We are. I'm confident. You believe in Bobby. Do you believe in Duke? We are. Oh, do you believe in yourself? I do. Well, you see, he is so confident. Are you sure you're as confident as Absolutely. I am? Absolutely. We're confident. We have a winning team, right, baby? We got it. Well, then I'm making We're this a promise up. right now. We are confident. If we do not win those Southern Heavyweight Championship belts, and I'm going to show you how confident we are, then Jimmy Cornette will crawl in the middle of that ring and shave his head if we don't win those belts. Come that's on, let's confidence. go, Cornette. All right. yeah, that's real confidence, Jimmy. Well, they head for the ring right now. Let's, uh, let's see this pairing in action. Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers. It's a one-fall, 15-minute time limit match. Total weight, 424 pounds, both from Memphis, Tennessee. David Johnson and Ken Raper. And going against them at a total of 495 pounds from Huntsville, Alabama, from the first family, beautiful Bobby Eaton. And from Portland, Oregon, from Jimmy Cornette's dynasty, Duke Myers, both managers, Jimmy Hart and Jimmy Cornette over in the corner, one fall, 15, and the referee is Jerry Calhoun. So back in a tag team action, Ken Raper and Dave Johnson Bobby, going to against Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers. Bobby Eaton starting for his team, red trunks, white boots, 
red tights, red boots, red tights, white boots going against Ken Raper, who then tags in Duke Myers. Duke Myers is wearing black singlet, black boots. Ken Raper, red singlet, white boots. Dropping the knee across the chest, tagging to Bobby Eaton. Double team now. Oh, they slammed Ken Raper into the uh, ring, into the second tumble. Jimmy Cornette and Jim Cornette and Jimmy Hart on the outside, managing their respective charges. Double team action again by Myers and Eaton. Duke Myers, oh, clubber on four out in the back of Raper. And again. Green ropes this week, lovely. Suplex by Duke Myers coming up. And beautiful suplex there by Duke Myers. Drops the elbow across the chest. Ken Raper in trouble. Bobby in back in. Oh, big forearm smash by Bobby. Picks up Ken Raper. Slams him into the knee of uh, Duke Myers, who's now tagged in. Oh, double axe to the back. Duke Myers going for a swing and breaker. Big Mars picks up Ken Raper just to knock him back down with a headbutt. Dave Johnson yet to be in this match. Oh, Ken Raper getting the uh, schnizzle kicked out of him. Ken Raper's thrown into his own corner. Dave Johnson gets the tag. White trunks, black boots. Has he got his ass? Uh, something. But he's double teamed by uh, Bobby Eaton from behind with a knee at the back. Showtime, something on the back, I think it says. Bobby Eaton now tagged back in. Oh, right, the Irish by Eaton. Double Irish whip now. Double back elbow. Ken Raper's back in. Attacks Bobby Eaton from behind. But it does nothing. Myers and Eaton now double teaming while Joey Calhoun's back his turn. Dave Johnson. Oh, throat first to catch the top rope. Bobby Eaton drags him back in. Duke Myers has stood there like a plum. Double team. Double elbow. Going for the cover. No, Ken Raper comes in to attack Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton gives him a right hand. One, two, three. Bobby Eaton with a, a unique pin there for, for Mr. Eaton. But nevertheless, gets the win. Your winners, Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers. Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Cornette. I've teamed the first family in the dynasty. And they have just walked over this team of Ken Raper and David Johnson. Remember, though, that the level of competition there is not what it would be against a team such as the fabulous one. But Eaton and Myers did look double tough rugged in here as they get the victory in two minutes, 50 seconds, two minutes, 50 seconds to win for Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers. We've got more championship wrestling coming up back in a moment. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic, southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Boy, the long face. Mommy's mad. How come? Because I didn't brush my teeth yet. And why is she mad at that? Because. Because she only wants what's good for you. Come on. 
Now see this? Advanced formula Crest gives even more protection than the Crest we grew up on. So? So, Mommy knows you could get even fewer cavities than we did. Wasn't she a meanie? Yes! <laughs> With Crest, your kids could have even fewer cavities than you did. My dishes shine. <laughs> really shine. And guess who doesn't have to dry? Until new Lemon Fresh Joy. I had to dry. To get rid of spots. Now new Joy leaves dishes practically spot-free. Fact is, other leading brands can dry leaving spots. New Joy's unique anti-spotting formula lets dishes dry practically spot-free, down to the shine. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And without a towel. Try new Lemon Fresh Joy for a beautiful shine, without a towel. Thursday, the school is vandalized and a mysterious suicide note is found. Will one of these students fulfill a death wish? Fame. Then... Oh, jump back, Jack, I'm talking. Will the chief station go down the drain when Nell takes over? Give me a break. And what is it about Diane men find irresistible? You're not wearing a bra, are you? Cheers. Then on Hill Street Blues, can the guys get 2,000 pounds of beef down five flights of stairs, or is it a lot of bull? Hey, hairball, don't look for trouble. Be here Thursday. Wait, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's now. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrate? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> It weighs a lot of pounds. Is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups? You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> this commercial is like a mini-series. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host, Luke Jennings. Ken Patera, strongman, has a match uh, scheduled against Jerry the King Lawler. In case you don't know Ken Patera, he's a former uh, Olympian. He was in the Olympics in Munich. Also was in the World's Strongest Man uh, competition. We have some highlights of that, which we're going to show you right now. The World's Strongest Men competition. Now meet our supermen. John Cole, powerlift record holder. Franco Colombo, bodybuilder, former Mr. Universe. Mike Dayton, Kung Fu Master, 1976 Mr. America. Lou Ferrigno, one-time Mr. International. 
George Flynn, six-time U.S. Hammer Throw Champion. Ken Patera, oh, professional wrestler. Incredible. Bruce Wilhelm, 1976 Further U.S. Olympic down. weightlifter. And Bob Young. Bob Young. So the Lou Ferrigno there would, is an incredible Hulk. We've seen some uh, footage of the world's strongest man, I guess from 1982-1983. Ken Patera is in this competition. Ken Patera is coming to Memphis. He's going to be challenging... Uh, Challenging um, Jerry Lawler around the around the around the, uh, around the loop. Lovely uh, white permed Kempatera here picks up a 200 kilo barrel. He told me before we started that he's got a very painful back. Picks up just and he's now repping it once. He does it. Doing glasses. Oh yes, what the fuck does Kempatera look like here? Holy shit! Is our next competition the weight 100 pounds? The apparatus pounds. Well, oh, there might be 200 pounds, not kilos, because obviously we use kilos here in the UK. A great deal of hand strength, forearm strength, not only a wrist roll, but a reverse wrist roll, which is going to really be uh, a test of not only strength but endurance. Here's Lou Ferrigno here. John Cole. Ken Patera. Bobby Young. We're going to be doing this uh, wrist roll. You got to sort of do like, like river bike, I think, like as if you're doing hundred pounds up a ten foot um, policing. Patera in the lead here, twelve seconds in. Ken Patera going absolutely uh, hell bent for leather here. So all the strengths in your um, your wristy bits and all that kind of thing. 110 pounds, Ken Patera here. Lufa Rigno just behind Patera. The other two gentlemen are barely doing anything. Oh, Patera just got there in time. 36 seconds. But Ken Patera would, uh, he had the moniker of world's strongest man in the WWF. When did he come to WWF? Is he, has he been? He has been, I think, because he's been in the continental I don't know, I should use trusty cage matches always. Entire body, grip first, arms, legs, backs, something like this. The athletes will pick the wheelbarrow up, lean into it, go forward like this, and move out, and... Uh, that's that's good. Well, that's a good demonstration. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, finish the course. Here are the four men in the final. Bruce Wilhelm. Next to him, Franco Colombo, who was a co-leader when we began the day. John Cole is in lane three. He won the first heat. And Ken Patera in lane four. Can anyone beat Wilhelm? He turned in a 12.3 time in that first heat. Patera off well. Here's Wilhelm. Patera and Cole dueling, but Wilhelm again explodes. But so close for second, and Patera comes across. Our next event, the 35-pound tire toss. Shooting for that 41 feet, two and a half inches. Toss. Kenny Patero with a chance. You did get it out there, big guy. 
So Patera is back in the WWF in the, the 1st of August 1984. Before that, he wrestles in Japan. And then obviously before that, he is in the AWA. I don't know when he's running the WWF champion. He's in the AWA in He's in Georgia Championship Wrestling. The bumper, of course, he will be standing. Oh, he's in the corner, like 1980. Yeah, so he's, so yeah, so he's, he's been in the corner, so yeah, he's been in the AWA. He goes back to the WWF in 1984. So we're still seeing footage here of the world's strongest man Bruce Wilhelm against Kim Patera in a uh, car lift. Kim Patera has to wear glasses for when he's powerlifting, of course. So Wilhelm was doing it face on. He's got the rear of the car on his face. Kempatera has it behind him. Lifting up that big old car full of weight. We clip it and Kempatera wins. In the refrigerator race. Patera being strapped in. The time he has to beat, 17.4. Kempatera's got a big old refrigerator strapped to him, as well as an apparatus. He's got it strapped around his gut. He's got it to beat 17.4 seconds. Kempatera's got, uh, got a good speed on. He's got this big old refrigerator on his back, as well as this big metal apparatus. Here he goes. He's not going to beat the 17 seconds. He gets 21 seconds. Kenny Patera's performance throughout the 10 events. He came in here with a back that he injured as a professional wrestler, and he still hasn't quit. Now let's see how he does against Lou Ferrigno. Couldn't get traction against Wilhelm. Having trouble here. The one man tug of war, Ken Patera against Lou Ferrigno. Ken Patera now, she struggled off to start with, but he's now in control of this by looks of it. Ken Patera trying to pull Ferrigno across the line. Kenny Patera, world's strongest man. Okay, we won that one. we're going to be seeing this right, as he's coming in the area. Man competition, thanks to CBS Sports for the highlights. Ken Patera in action in a wrestling match, and we have some of that for you. Here it is. One half of the Black and Blue Express, managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, out of Portland, Oregon. 270 pounds, one of the strongest men in the world. Here is Ken Patera. Patera. It is one fall. Kenny J is your referee to ringside and Roger Kent. Well, the referee. We've seen footage now from AWA. Bobby Heenan managing Ken Patera. Patera. He hasn't got the uh, the massive afro. He's got more of a white perm here. Blonde perm. Bobby Heenan taking off his uh, track suit. Kempatera wearing black singlet, that wrestling sort of singlet, red boots. Bobby Heenan wearing a lovely leather jacket. Bella's wrong, I don't know who this opponent is. We might hear from Roger Kent. Connor Bradtype. 
the opponent with an armbar. Armbar. Patera pushes him into the ropes. Irish up now by Patera. Oh, big shoulder tackle. Oh, Jake Milliman. The mailman, Jake Milliman. Off the ropes comes the mailman, and Ken Patera picks him up with ease. With ease, brother. And launches him into the atmosphere. Holy moly, what a slam there by Patera. Stomping away now on Mailman. Reverse chin look now by Patera. Reverse chin look take down. Goes for the cover. One, two, kick out by Milliman. Nick voice now by Patera. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever seen uh, AWA. Uh, like I guess this, this, is their, this is their version of Championship Wrestling. Studio Wrestling. Oh, Milliman ducks the clothesline. Can Patera off the ropes? Big back elbow, though. Takes Milliman down. We'll be hearing very happy. Patera picks up Milliman. Backbreaker across the knee. Holds him there. Bobby Heen says one more, one more. And again by Patera. Patera goes for the cover. One. Two Milliman kicks out. I don't know if um, Bobby Heenan would be coming down to Memphis. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I don't know if this footage will be on YouTube. If AWA, which is owned by them, it might not be uh, able to be seen. Big suplex by Kempatera. Kempatera wins. Unbelievably, though, we did get the um, the music videos ended up on YouTube last week, which I was heavily surprised about. Bobby Heenan very happy with Kempatera's work. Seeing the replay here, even though it's not, it's Memphis, so they could have cut away quite easily. Boy, just sheer power but from the a, big guy. Obviously, Kent there is a working Patera relationship between the AWA and Memphis. Against Jerry Lawler as he tries to get the international title and the bounty put up by Andy Kaufman. Patera had some comments. Here they are. Fans, no oh. secret. Mean Gene. The comedian Andy Kaufman was quick to place a bounty on the head of King Jerry Lawler. The amount, I believe, talked about, and talked about quite openly, $5,000 for what Kaufman received at the hands of Lawler and that pile driver. And the man who was out to collect that bounty is none other than strongman Ken Patera. He contends he is res uh, wrestling, professional wrestling, strongest man, Patera, a graduate of Brigham Young University out in Provo, Utah, also represented the United States in the 1972 Olympic Games in Munich, Germany. I was part of the contingent that was in Munich back in 1972, and Ken Patera, needless to say, you represented your country well. As far as representing yourself against Jerry Lawler, I'm certain it's going to be a battle to the end. That's right. You know, Jerry Lawler, you're a tough man when you're competing against those that are smaller than yourself, such as Jer uh, Andy Kaufman. He's a comedian, a performer, an actor. He's not a professional wrestler. He's not even come close to even being an athlete. And you and your infamous pile driver inundated him and put, put him in the hospital. Now, he didn't have any other recourse but to come back at you through another person. And Andy Kaufman, I have to thank you again for selecting me. $5,000 on top of that. And Jerry Lawler, you beat a very impressive athlete when you beat Austin Idol for the international title. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something, Jerry Lawler. You're looking at a man standing before you that is superior, not only in intelligence, but in athletic ability and in meanness and in toughness. And that's what it's all about, professional wrestling at its best. You call yourself the king? Well, I'm going to dethrone you, Jerry Lawler, once and for all. I'm going to take that international belt away from you in a very desirable fashion. And that's going to be with a swinging neck breaker, which is ten times more deadly explain than your that. pile driver. Ken Patera, explain, if you will, that swinging neck breaker. It's actually a full Nelson. But with my strength and agility, I can pick a man up off his feet and swing him in a fashion that puts all the pressure on the vertebrae. And when you start to cough and you start to choke and quiver, and then you pass out, Jerry Lawler, and then the end result is that you wind up in a hospital bed in a neck brace, just like Andy Kaufman happened to wind up. So just think about it, Jerry Lawler. Ken Patera is on a mission. And it's not an impossible mission, boy. I'm going to put you in the hospital. I'm going to collect the $5,000 bounty, and I'm going to take the international title and take it out of Memphis because it isn't treated properly there. All right, I thank you very much. Take a look at a body. Ken Patera ruminating on the possibility of a $5,000 bounty that he may collect via Andy Kaufman if, in fact, he can defeat King Jerry Lawler And I know fans everywhere are looking forward to seeing the big, powerful man who represented this country in Munich, Germany in the 1972 Olympic Games, Ken Patera out of Portland, Oregon. All right, we'll be looking for Ken Patera in the area. The match has been signed against Jerry Lawler. I don't know if Patera is coming in mostly for the international title or mostly for the $5,000, but certainly both of them uh, together uh, did bring him in here. The man who put the $5,000 bounty up was none other than Andy Kaufman. I think you're familiar with the history of the uh, Andy uh, Kaufman-Jerry Lawler uh, battle. Uh, Kaufman had some comments, too. Let's see what Andy had to say. I've just been talking to Ken Patera, and I am very happy. You know, I'm offering Ken Patera a large sum of money if he could not only beat you in a wrestling match, but hurt you. Hurt you like the way you did me last year. And he's going to send you into the hospital, my friend, Mr. Lawler. You know, Ken Patera's arms, they must be about this big. Okay? He's a very strong, strong man, Mr. Lawler. Just like you're twice my size, he's about twice your size. He's won the strongest man in the world competition. A competition which is shown on network TV every year. He actually won that event, that competition. Ken Patera has never lost a match, at least to the best of my knowledge. Ken Patera is going to beat you, Jerry Lawler. Ken Patera, world's strongest wrestler in a match against the king, Jerry Lawler, with a $5,000 bounty on the line. Hey, coming up right here in just a moment, we're going to have the Rock and Roll Express. Stay with us. Mantel, we're talking about a scaffold match. We'll let, uh, let Dutch talk to us a little bit more about it. That's what I was just okay, saying. David, I think I can do my own talking today. You know, I got a thing I probably would should have kept anyway, but I kept it. And I got what I went in that ring with against Dundee. I got all my hair. But what I didn't have before I went in, baby, I got this Southern Heavyweight Championship belt. 
Now, Dundee, I don't like you, you low-down, egg-sucking dog. I've never liked you, baby, and I'm never gonna like you, but you hit me last Monday night with everything you could hit me with, buddy. But you couldn't put my lights out. You couldn't put me down for the count. You ain't man enough to put me down. Buddy, but I'm gonna tell you what, you made a bad mistake. When you pulled that chain out and you took that chain and you slung it as far as you could in that audience, buddy, I said, baby, if I can just get in my pocket one time. If I can just get down for my sugar, buddy, I'll knock his lights out and I knocked him cold, baby. I knocked him completely down for the count. Now, I might be some kind of an idiot to go into a match like I'm going into because everybody knows that a scaffold match for the belt is Dundee's specialty. And I'm not like some kind of monkey, Dundee. I'm not going to go up there and hop all over the place. But, Dundee, I'm going to tell you what. I will survive this match. Make no mistake about it. I will survive it. By hook or by crook, Dundee, I'm going to survive that match. And when I do, buddy, you're in serious trouble. Now, we're going up there 15 feet in the air, buddy. And sometimes I get nosebleed when I get high up in the air, buddy. But if it starts bleeding, Dundee, you're going to be bleeding, too. And we're going to have a fight, Dundee, and you're not going to win it. Make no mistake about it, Dundee. There's two ways to come off that scaffold. Let's get knocked off or climb down, and I've always been one that wants to take the easy route out. I'm going to climb down that scaffold, Daddy. I'm going to climb down, and I'm going to have this belt. And one more thing, Dundee, you got my whip, and I don't, don't see what I can do to get it back. I've talked to Eddie Marlin, and he says it doesn't belong to the promotion. There's nothing we can do, Dutch. But there's something I can do, buddy. And after this scaffold match, Dundee, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have my match then. We're going to have my match. Nobody's ever seen it. I agree to yours. You agree to mine. And we're going to have a fight. So, Dundee, when we go in that ring, I'm going to knock you off that scaffold, and I'm going to come down, and I'm going to beat you to a fare thee well, baby. You mark my words, because I'm coming after you, Dundee. I don't care if it's on a scaffold or on a tower. Now, the people that were there last Monday night, they saw me take a tremendous beating, but I came out and won that match, and I'm going to win this one, too. So, Davey, I'm going to step out of here, and I want you to show these people what a tough man Dundee is, but he wasn't man enough to beat me. And that loud mouth, if he keeps talking over there, I'm going to knock his lights out like I knocked Dundee's out. All right, that's Mantel. Let's show you what Dutch was talking about. The, the uh, match against Bill Dundee, we have some highlights from it. Here they are right now. You can just rest assured, my friend, that this, this is, is from this past going Monday, to be Fair versus Total. Dutch Mantel versus Bill Dundee. That's where we heard the result. Um, and then coming this week is a scaffold match. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, you can see one of the very first scaffold matches, Jerry Jarrett versus Don Green from 1971. Uh, Memphis, um, the only place until like 85. They did scaffold matches. They didn't do them uh, regularly, but they had them, they were commonplace in Memphis. Um, they were made more famous by the um, Night of the Sky, what was it, the hell it's called, Midnight Express versus the Road Warriors, I think it's stuck at it, it's something like that. Building the control here a little bit. Building the uh, red, blue and white coats, white boots. That's what I tell you, traditional uh, black singlet, red boots. Building now fighting Mantel on the outside, throws him on the table. And Lance and Randy running. Well, typical. Excuse me. That's Mantel left in there, can't see. He's got Mantel and he's throwing head first again at the table. And that's a big, thick table, it's not one of these 
gimmick tables that they use. It's not a um, common commentary table. It's a big, thick sort of table you'd have at home. Oh, we're going to be jumping over the steps to attack uh, Bill and do a detrimental. Detrimental doesn't want to lose his hair. Bill and do doesn't want to lose his title. Dundee now in the ring with a little strut. Up to the second rope. Fans aren't happy with Nizam back outside attacking Mantel. Peppering him with the right hands. Oh, Mantel ducks that one. Dutchman, oh, Bill Dundee just attacked Dutch Mantel with the uh, stand that holds the rope up around the ring. Dutch trying to get back into the ring, but oh, baseball slide by Dundee. He's safe. Dundee very happy in the ring. Skipping and dancing around, shaking his butt. Mantel's on the apron. Oh, hot shot across the top rope by Dundee. Mantel now back in the ring. He's bleeding. Excuse me. Excuse me, I think Dutch is bleeding. Oh, they got him by Dundee. Oh, one in retaliation by Dutch. Oh. Dutch's punches are having little to no effect on Dundee. Stumped in the head by Dundee, that bloodied Crimson Knight. Oh, it looks a bit, the sword looked a bloody last week in the mid kind of scene. We're seeing more again this week. Oh, drop kick there by Dundee off the ropes. Mattel is bloodied. Dundee goes to the cover. One, two, to that yes by uh, Dutch. And he picks up Dutch. Right hand. Iris hit now by Dundee. He waits for another drop kick, but Mantel held him at the ropes. Let's do the pleasure of the crowd here. Hopefully, next week we'll see some footage from the uh, Stockholm match. Hopefully. Oh, Mantel now peppering Dundee with left and right. Straps are down. Mantel's fired up. He needs to keep his hair. Peppering now, Dundee with the right hands. Oh, big one. Dundee out on his feet. Until head first goes Dundee in the corner. Corner to corner, Iris up. Dundee goes off the second rope. High cross body, but the referee's down. The referee goes down. The referee goes down. Dundee went for that high cross body from the second rope. He took down Mantel, but he also took down the referee. Oh, right hand by Dundee. Dundee his trunks. He's got a chain. Got a chain wrapped around the fist. Calhoun's still down. Oh, big right hand by Dundee. Throws the chain into the crowd. Launches it into row 10. Joey Calhoun is up. Joey Calhoun is up. Dutch is going into his trunks or something. Oh, right hand by Dutch with a chain. Bill Dundee is preoccupied with someone in the crowd. One, two, three. Dutch Mantel wins. Dutch Mantel wins. Dundee was distracted by someone in the crowd. So the police went over there. Crowd going absolutely banana. One of those nights where everybody had the chain with them. Dutch Mantel did get the...
Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, jump from behind by their opponents. Referee says ring the bell. Rooster Cogburn and the Angel. The Angel and the Rooster Cogburn just attacked the Rock and Roll boy from behind. Double drop kick by the Rock and Roll though. They are now back in control. The bell is rung. We are underway in this exploration of tag team, exploration of time tag team match. Angel and Rooster Cogburn grabbing the Express before One, it started. Two, three. When is it the first fall? Rock and Roll Express. How about that? Steve Owen commentary. <laughs> I don't know why he's coming out of the last match if he's been here the whole time. It's over. 26 seconds. I thought it was an expiration of time match. So uh, Cockburn and uh, Angel attacked the Rock and Roll Express before the match started. But then uh, the Rock and Roll got the upper hand, double drop kick, and a, uh, and a pin. 26 seconds. Holy moly. They did indeed. Hang around for a minute if you can. We'll be back with more action for you in a moment. New team in the area, the Grapplers. They have quite a reputation down around Texas Way. And uh... I want to ask you something right now. I want to ask you an important question. I told the Mid-South Promotion, I said, if I come over there, I want the toughest competition you can find and throw in that ring me right now. Well, I want you to take a look at what's coming out here. You call that tough competition? I don't know why they keep saying the Mid-South, because Mid-South is Bill Watts. This is Memphis, brother. The reason we came here, too. And his name is Ricky Morton. He's been down here crying about it. The grapplers hurt his leg, and he's going to get even for it. Well, if he's going to get even for it, why didn't you do it down in Texas, boy? We had to chase you all the way to the Mid-South. Well, I'll promise you something right now, Memphis, sir. it's not Mid-South. He wants to. I'm fixing to go in this ring and show you what the grapplers are made out of. We're going to beat these boys in about 30 seconds. You just hang on to your hat. And I'm not going to leave this arena until Morton brings his Jake Lane partner, Gibson, out here, and they prove themselves right here. Here's your chance, Morton. Come on and do something about it, boy. Step in the ring with the grapplers. Now hang on and watch this. Well, the grapplers headed for the ring. Their opponents, Bobby Fulton and Robert Reed. So the grapplers are here. They are here in Memphis. They are a legendary tag team. Len Denton and Tony Anthony. Doing against Robert Reed and Bobby Fulton. Double team action here by the grapplers. Oh, Bobby Fulton wearing turquoise tr uh, trunks, turquoise boots. Uh, Robert Reed wearing uh, blue and uh, blue trunks, black boots. Grapplers, both grapplers are wearing black tights, black boots, and silver masks. Double back elbows on Reed. Double elbow drops by the grapplers. One, two, three. It's over. The grapplers win. They throw Robert Reed outside. Holy moly! Grapplers are built. They are jacked, brother. Jacked. They want Ricky Morton. They uh, injured Rick Morton a while ago in another territory. They want to continue the brutality here in Memphis, not the Mid South area. Memphis, Mid South is Bill Watts. They were going to beat these guys in 30 seconds, but not 35. Grapplers are now outside. They're attacking Dave Johnson and Ken Raper, who came 
to the ringside to help Bobby Fulton and Robert Reed. They are now regretting that. They are now getting need to getting kicked. They're getting punched. They're getting neck brokens. Neck brokens. Russian leg sweep. It was gorilla. <laughs> oh, what a chop there by one of that. I think that's Lynn Denton, the bigger, the uh, more muscular. Carl Fergie. No, sorry, Ken Rayburn. Grappler going off the top. Oh, knee across the chest after the backbreaker. Go for the cover. One, two. Jerry Calhoun's counting. It's not even a fucking match, but Jerry Calhoun, no fuck given. Ken Raper thrown from the ring. Dave Johnson thrown from the ring. The grapplers are here and they are dominating already. They've only been here about two minutes and they are dominating the tag teams here in Memphis. Here come the rock and roll. Rock and roll are in the ring. Robert Rick and Robert attacking the dent and the uh, the dentons. The threat. The grapplers. The grapplers are in trouble. They're not so cocky now. Irish whip, but no Irish whip reversed by the grappler. Big back boy drop on Ricky Morton. Oh, he's loading the boot, he's loading the boot. And boom, kick to the head. Ricky Morton just got kicked to the head, a la Randy Orton. Loaded boot by the grappler. Ricky Morton bleeding, probably. No, oh, big right hand by the grappler, big right hand by Ricky Morton. The other grappler is with uh, Ricky Gibson, Robert Gibson. Holy shit. Pandemonium here in the WMC studios, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute pandemonium. Big elbow there by the grappler on Gibson. Another one is still attacking Ricky Morton on the outs now on the outside. Grab grapplers are absolutely in control here. They have made a presence. They have made their uh, names around the wrestling world. They are now here in the Memphis Territory. Oh, big back, big elbow there by the. Where's the promoter? The referee can't break it up. Toe to toe, look at this action. Steve O, great in commentary. But Lynn Denton is still alive. I think Tony Anthony is as well. He is uh, 64. He debuted in 1977. Oh, Rock and Roll trying to take the mask off Rock and Roll. Ricky's trying to take the... Ricky is bleeding. I think he's trying to take the mask off one of these gentlemen. I think that is Len Denton. He's got the mask half off his face. The grappler still, oh, a hasty retreat. Ricky Morton all the way back, Robert Gibson. Look out. Look out, look out. Still out here on the They're floor battle. The promoter's Turned out here. The referee's out here. Tony Anthony obviously went on to become Dirty White Boy. He was also T.L. Hopper. Uh, he was legendary in the uh, Smoky Mountain area with a feud with uh, the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smithers. Absolute chaos here. Bobby Fulton's come back, Ken Rape has come back, Robert Reed's come back, they're trying to separate the rock and roll and the grapplers, but we are going to a break, and there's a massive, massive wild man brawl. So Dave is now running down the card, yep, Dave is now running down the card, so we should stop that. So ladies and gentlemen, that has been an absolute chaotic ep episode, be it from the footage from the Mid-South Coliseum, or be it from the live action in the studios. We have seen a lot of action. We've seen some new names as well. So we've seen the grapplers are coming. Ken Patera is coming in. So uh, things 
the times they are changing. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you very much again for your continued support. It is much appreciated. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MemphisCast. If you can as well, please leave a review on your uh, podcast player of choice. We're on all of them. You can just search the place to be. You can either search Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast or Place to Be Nation. Place to Be Wrestling Nation, whatever it is. Um, you can so subscribe there, or if you don't want to be inundated with um, podcasts, then just search them for content wrestling cast. But I highly recommend that you uh, subscribe to the Place to Be Wrestling Network, and you can get some very good shows covering a whole range of different eras and promotions. There's also the North South Connection Podcast Network, which also has a great selection of modern and old school wrestling covering most promotions. They cover modern GCW as in Game Changer Wrestling. They cover ECW, they cover NWA, they cover a lot of stuff. And there's also a la carte with Keithy. Um, so yes, thank you so thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, don't forget youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast where you can watch this podcast or you can watch some other footage that is there. So thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Lance Russell, even though he wasn't here, Dave Brown and Jerry Jarrett. And until next time... Right, and farewell. Farewell.